Hey, where are all my comic books? Oh, those dreadful things. I gave those away. Faster than a speeding bullet. More powerful than a locomotive. Able to leap tall buildings at a single bound. Look, up in the sky, it's a bird. It's a plane. It's Superman. Yes, it's Superman. Strange visitor from another planet who came to Earth with powers and abilities far beyond those of mortal men. Superman, who can change the course of mighty rivers, bend steel in his bare hands, and who, disguised as Clark Kent, mild-mannered reporter for a great metropolitan newspaper, fights a never-ending battle for truth, justice, and the American way. Is there a better way to start a show? This is Douglas Viviani. I'm here with David Cohen on Everything Old is New Again, our website, everythingoldisnewagain.biz. Feel free to like us or friend us on Facebook. Our email address is oldnewagain at aol.com, and we are here talking about comics. Who are these heroes, and why do we care? And by the way, this show is sponsored by ResumeDoctorInc.com. When you're looking to change your career, apply for a promotion, or just trying to find a job, your resume is the first thing that's seen that represents you to a potential employer. So make sure your resume makes a clear, concise, and professional impression of who you are so you can get that job interview. Send your resume to ResumeDoctorInc.com for a free online review. And you'll receive a timely reply with a reasonable quote to properly prepare your resume. ResumeDoctorInc.com has over 15 years of experience in this field. Let them make sure you have a resume that will get you noticed. Email them at ResumeDoctorInc at AOL.com. Beautiful. Dave, listen, as far as I'm concerned, comic book characters uh, may not need a resume for all of us, but are characters that nonetheless have been ignored and underrated and underappreciated uh, for, by our, at least, pop culture for quite some time. Well, absolutely. I mean, when you think of the, of the comic books, you think of the, the people that like them, and you think of all the, right, the geeky guys dress, dressing up as superheroes, you know, like on the Big Bang Theory. And I think today we're, we're going to try to not dispel that notion, but but basically tell people there's a broader audience, and and it's more important, I think, to uh, to, to you and me anyway uh, than than what might meet the eye. I, I think it's already actually dispelled to, to dispel that theory of nerdiness. You know, the Comic Con is huge. Everybody goes. You know, everybody and their mother, especially with all these Marvel movies coming out, all the superhero movies. They're the highest grossing movies that there are these days. You know, absolutely. By the way, that's uh, Mike Middleman, our engineer. Thank you for joining in. And and I agree with that. That people have finally caught on. Uh, but I would also suggest that they may not be there for the correct, not to say correct, but the, the reason that we're all there for. And, and let's face it, I, I want everyone to enjoy them, so I don't really care about why they're there. But in my world, uh, comic book characters go back to ancient Greece, as far as I'm concerned, and they've been around forever in one form or another. If you look at Hercules, if you look at the Iliad and the Odyssey uh, and the Greek uh, gods that... We learn about uh, through years in college and high school and thereafter, if we have an interest in, in this topic, uh, you see that they are certain beings that have supernatural powers and fool with uh, and or 
intertwine with the human beings of the planet. Uh, I mean, Poseidon it could be the modern day uh, Poseidon would be, let's say, Aquaman or Ares, the god of war. Uh, you could analogize that to the Hulk. Uh, Zeus, who is the god of uh, all the gods, could be analogized to Odin or Thor. So uh, even if you look through the Middle Ages and you, you see um, Ivanhoe, and to me, that's another character that is a comic book type of character. If we define comic book character, it basically would, in my world, would be someone that has an extraordinary power, extraordinary power that maybe we would like to have, but also helps them solve some human foible or interest or interesting problem that uh, that we can't solve ourselves at present. No, absolutely. I mean, I, I remember as a kid. Um, they just appealed to, I, I don't know, I guess my artistic side. I love the colors and the action and the artwork. And, you know, it, it really inspired me having those superheroes sort of in my, in my little childhood world uh, to make me want to help people like they did. That's kind of what I liked about them, that they were there to, to help. And, and it inspired me, I think, um, you know, to, to want to take care of people, too, and make a name for myself by helping others. It sounds corny, but there's no doubt that they, that they had something to do with that. Absolutely. Uh, certainly what we read and experience uh, on television, in the movies, uh, in literature, it certainly affects us. And that's the, the subject of, of today and this show here on Everything Old is New Again, uh, 103.9 Long Island News Radio. We... Um, also experienced in the 60s something a little different. We experienced a nice take on on this in that these characters became fun when television finally oh, right. approached the characters. Yeah. So let's take a look and see. Complications. Holy agility. Holy blackout. Holy missing relatives. Holy sudden incapacitation. Holy one-track back computer mind. Holy standstills. Holy Fourth Amendment. Holy time bomb. Holy non-sequiturs. I don't think so, Rob. Holy mucilage. Holy diversionary tactic. Holy heart failure. Holy Gemini, it worked great. <laughs> Holy everything, old is oh, new that's again. Such a great clip. He he, he must have had hundreds of them. It wow. Going through that, movies. I have to tell you, uh, he. He did say holy something, of course, in every episode, and that, of course, is Robin in the Bell Batman and Robin series of the 1960s. Um, he said it probably two and three times. Exactly. It's still going on, as we can see. <laughs> so that that set the tone for me, uh, watching those shows, that, and of course, Batman uh, right. uh, himself and, and, and Superman. And that's basically that was on the television in the 60s. That was it. Followed by, of course, the Hulk in the 70s. Um, and reading these comics, it was a, uh, the first thing that was important was fun. It was a fun to imagine what these characters are doing. They always won. They always won the fight. And that's kind of what made it fun, too, because you knew, you know, as a kid anyway, you were never really that worried <laughs> because you knew they were going to come out on top. Batman was going to kick somebody's, you know what, and Superman will and Green Hornet. Remember that? Absolutely. Green you Hornet. You made that one recently. Yeah. So the, these are a little feel for 
what we at least, and I think you, the listener, enjoyed if you were around in the 60s, and if not, they're still on to this day. Then we took a little turn with what people, some people call the best comic book movie of all time, Spider-Man, which has a little more serious theme to it. Whatever life holds in store for me, I will never forget these words. With great power comes great responsibility. This is my gift, my curse. Who am I? I'm Spider-Man. <laughs> Hate to tell you, does anybody have chills? That was uh, <laughs> that does hit home for me. That message. You just like Tobey Maguire. Come on. <laughs> I don't know where to go with that. Uh, yeah. I did like him in that. That'll horse be movie. another show. Yes, in Seabiscuit. Long story short, to me, uh, that message resonates. And again, looking at this um, a little more cerebrally, the superpower that's talked about, at least in Spider-Man and most of Marvel comics to me, uh, represents talent and all of us have our own individual talents. I think the struggle to find out as we're younger, what is our talent? Number two, to develop the talent as we uh, mature, and then the decision whether we're going to use that talent or not uh, is something that um, resonates for me, for me and I think the general public and I think certainly when you look at the reluctant hero of the Marvel comic uh, character these characters have all of these um, powers and you think that solves every problem they, they have it doesn't it creates most of the problems they have right I agree and well, you know, the thing about the fun part about comics, too, is you think about what would these superheroes do in the real world if there were no movies? You put these guys in today's setting. Uh, what would there be any any use to them? I mean, we've got a army. We've got a relatively good police force. There are too many too many comic book heroes. Not enough crime, as far as I'm concerned. So what happens to these guys? Any any ideas? Uh, gee, I'll tell you, as far as I'm concerned, uh, Professor X would be a tremendous uh, 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 psychic or a... Uh, Reality TV star, you know, <laughs> one of those long on medium shows. Absolutely, or yeah. He, know, he, he can read anyone's mind, make him do anything they want, and uh, that's a heck of a talent, but I don't know if it would make him too much money. No, he might be he might be on the street dealing three card monte. That might be a good way to make him money. <laughs> you but like you know, what would uh, perfect thing for the Flash? Get him into the Summer Olympics, represent our country, right? We'd win every gold medal. I think you're right. That's a great one. That is a great one. Um, I think that what we're seeing now is uh, with Spider-Man, this topic even, believe it or not, has been approached by the U.S. Post Office, and Spider-Man and all the commercials are delivery, is delivering making the, deliveries of the mail. Yeah, that's perfect. Um, yeah. So I don't know if, uh, if, if that's something that's worthy of his talent, but uh, maybe that's something he'd be doing. But but uh, n not all the superheroes would be good for certain jobs. For instance, you know, look, we're, we're getting on in years, and I know when I have my prostate checked, I... I certainly want to go. Would not want to go to Doctor Wolverine. Um, <laughs> that would not be good. You know, bend over and. Oops, sorry. sorry we'll that, pick Mr. up this Cohen. discussion on the other side. Wait till they get a load of me. Jack Nicholson <laughs> from the Batman movie, I think it was 19, what, 1980? Uh, something. Uh, yeah, 89. No, no, 89, oh right. Um, this is 
Everything Old is New Again. Douglas Viviani with David Cohen. We're picking up our discussion of comics and what jobs, if if the comic book heroes did their job, there would be very little left for them to do in terms of crime fighting. What would else would they be qualified for? I think you had a, a, a brilliant idea for Aquaman. I, I would love to see Aquaman taming Shamu in San Diego and in, uh, in SeaWorld. I think that would be some show. Yeah, I mean, let's face it. It's, you know... There isn't. There's there's murder. There's robbery and and underwater crime. Underwater crime is not <laughs> not a hot topic. What is a guy going to do? Shamu is perfect. Yes, um, there's nothing else you can do with that. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe deal with the submarine issue here and there. What are you going to say? And Batman irrelevant, completely irrelevant. What really? What is this guy going to do? Um, I, you know, maybe he could work behind a deli counter. I don't Hang know. gliding instructor. <laughs> you know, he could, he could. Someone can come up to him at the deli counter, and he can help with there. You know, I. We have no more corned beef today, ma'am. But <laughs> I have a nice brisket in the back. Let me go get it for you. <laughs> but they're useless. My son had he had an interesting idea because I asked him this same question, and I said, "What would the Green Lantern do?" And he had a he had a great idea, uh, New York City sanitation worker, right? Because he's got the green ring. He just lifts all the bags all at once, all through Manhattan, and you know wherever they dump the garbage, he does it. And he does it so fast that they, he would put out of work all the rest of the sanitation department. True. Now we've got an issue. What do we do with the rest of those people? Yeah, that's yeah. one union you, 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 you don't want to piss off. That's too. That's yeah. true. You don't need superheroes I, to, to fight them. I, I don't know. I think the. I think that's a great idea. I also think that the Hulk would have a problem. There's not a lot he's qualified no, to do. Right. So maybe he's a crossing guard. The Hulk is a, a crossing guard, and, and he's <laughs> he's taking no uh, guff from anyone. I said, stop, you know, you stop. And he lets this little girl go by, and if someone hits the horn, he's going he's gonna to have a problem with that. It's, a, it's, a, it's actually a personal injury attorney's uh, uh, dream oh, come true. Oh, it's a dream for you. Because yes. every intersection, there's going to be some problem. And sooner or later, the Hulk is going to lose his temper. <laughs> uh, and, and we've got some personal injuries of property that was to deal with, which I love. Um, other than that, uh, we can also take a look at these superheroes in a different way, is when they get older, and a lot of times they're not aging all that much in the comics, but in reality, they will age. And the question is, what would uh, an older or maybe retired superhero end up uh, doing with their time? That's a that's an excellent question, and and we, we've been pondering that subject because if we do have superheroes in the real world with us, they get old, and and what happens after that? Um, I don't know. I, I I for me, I think some of them can be pretty dangerous. You know, you have to really stay on top of them. I mean, you know, you could be driving along in the LIE and you got the Batmobile in the left lane doing 40 miles an hour with the left blinker going since exit 50. Um, it, it, how are you going to hit the horn? Right? You, you're going to feel safe? What exactly. <laughs> exactly. I, I think that um, that sometimes they're going to have problems maybe at home. I can imagine the thing, you know, if you know him from the Fantastic Four, this big two-ton behemoth. When he gets older, you know, his uh, he's got a little bit of a of a belly now, and he's he's young. When he gets older, he's going to be difficult. Uh, if he falls, remember those old commercials? I fall and I can't get up. <laughs> Imagine oh, the thing yelling, I fall and I can't get, where do we go from there? How do you, how do you pick them up? It's easy to pick up a house and to pick up the, right. the thing. So you leave, you guys leave them there. And, and what if he passes out in the middle of a street somewhere, right? More I guess personal injury for you. I guess the best thing is he'd be like a, a piece of the foundation of the house at that point. Really nothing else. I mean, <laughs> what right. else? <laughs> That's right. Or the god of thunder, Thor. 
I mean, this guy basically can control weather, and, and, and he's he's summoning you know thunder and lightning at, at any time, defeating all foes. When he gets old, he's going to be a little feeble. I don't know if he's going to have that power. So to me, you know, Thor might be at you know the retirement home in Florida. Uh, Playing golf and it's you know how it gets in Florida, 107 degrees, and his buddies are complaining about the weather. So I mean, the best he could do is maybe move a storm cloud over them and and get a little shade for the golf course. I mean, at least it's a positive. Uh, he'd be now the, called the Prince of Shade at that point. Prince of Shade, <laughs> the I like God it. of Thunder, you know. And and yeah, and you know they they get cranky at those retirement homes. And who's going to help them get into their suits? Right? Uh, they can't do it themselves. I mean, Spider Man would need help getting into his suit and. You need people to, to do that for him, and, and he's going to complain. And, oh, I can't breathe in this thing anymore. Uh, get the mask off me. <laughs> you think he would still be anonymous at that point? He's got to pay his dues. I mean, they got to write a check. they got to know where it's coming from for this True. And, and he'd have a Yiddish accent for some reason, <laughs> apparently. But, uh, yeah. Well, I mean, that that's uh, that, <laughs> that's something I always think about is – I shouldn't say always think about. That's a bizarre statement. But I'm thinking about this topic. The invisible woman, if she's older, she's going to turn invisible in the middle of the night, in the middle of a dream or what have you. And you know how they have difficulty with with older folk, you know, where your pills, did you take your pills, where, you know, did you eat breakfast? And she could just disappear. Well, she'll be invisible. She won't even know it. So, you know, she'd be looking for the pills. She'd be like, help to go to the ladies' room. And they're looking around. Where's the invisible? Where's, where's Sue Storm? I can't find major problems for. Uh, a, silver alert, a silver alert is not going to help. Not going to help. And, and again, a great, great issue, a problem with a nursing home for an attorney to have to deal with the bed sores on the, the invisible woman if we actually get her to turn visible again. Absolutely. Absolutely. There's <laughs> well, a lot of problems. And, well, my big thing is they all get older. It's going to make for some pretty crappy superhero movies, right? They're all going to be shot in, in retirement homes. And what, you know, what, what can possibly happen of interest? Mr. Who Stole the Jello? Exactly, exactly. And, you know, you've got, uh, you've got Batman, what, chasing the Riddler up in one of those stair chairs, you know, that they, they go up the... Um. <laughs> it, it, could be, it could be fodder for, uh, for, for quite a, a while. We could enjoy discussing this. Turning just for a moment back to, oh, do you have any more, Dave? I don't even know. <laughs> I, he's looking at me. He might have some other. Uh, well, you know, the, the, the wheels are turning. Uh, yeah. It just, it, uh, no, go ahead. I'm, no, if you have more, go right out. I was just going to say, you, you know, you see a movie, a superhero movie in a retirement home and and uh, you need villains, right? So Lex Luthor in a retirement home, and I don't know, man, what, what could he be scheming? You know, to take over the world supply of Depends, or it, it just doesn't. It's not going to be of interest. <laughs> yeah, it's not. Uh, it's, it's, <laughs> Let's move on. Yeah, we can go on. Well, let's take a look at a little more uh, serious again at, at Spider-Man and see how they're approaching comics in a little bit more of a significant, uh, in their views, view way. I believe there's a hero in all of us that keeps us honest, gives us strength, makes us noble, and finally allows us to die with pride, even though sometimes we have to be steady and, and give up the thing we want the most, even our dreams. Spider-Man did that for Henry, and he wonders where he's gone. He needs him. And uh, that, again, is from the original uh, 
first Spider-Man movie, which has, again, some significant moments in it in terms of the theory of these characters. And I think takes the best look at these characters. And along those lines, again, the question is, you've got this talent. Do you want to use it? It's difficult sometimes to do what you want to do, or you get bored with your own talent. Very briefly, I remember Michael Jordan, the best basketball player in the world, at the top of his game, wanted to play baseball. So he quits and plays for the minor leagues. He couldn't make it as a baseball player. He had the talent to be the best basketball player in the world. But for some reason, whether he was bored, whether he was tired of it, whatever it might be, he didn't use his talent uh, for uh, for his best uh, nature, if you will, and and as a result, uh, failed uh, miserably. So I think the uh, comic book uh, approaches that topic and says, listen, if you've got a talent, uh, like Joseph Campbell said, if you will follow your bliss, if you follow your talent, that's where true happiness can be, and you will affect others the same way, in a positive way, even if you don't have super talents, just a talent as a human being. Or you could choose to use your talent for evil instead of good, right? It's another comic book theme. That's that's it. And I've got a bunch of them for you right here. No, I'm joking. But well, and, and along those lines, we have to laugh because comics again are fun, and that's what we're all about. Let's take a look at some uh, Iron Man uh, quotes. I think uh, that brings the fun back to the movies. If you douse me again, and I'm not on fire, I'm donating you to City College. I loved you in a Christmas story, by the way. Textbook. Narcissism? Agreed? You know, the question I get asked most often is, Tony, how do you go to the bathroom in the suit? Just like that. Truth is... Well, uh, I think that's the end of the clip. I am Iron Man. You stepped on his line. That's beautiful. Listen, long story short, you're listening to Everything Old is New Again. Listen to us uh, live at Saturday nights at midnight on Long Island News 103.9 or on our pet podcast, Everything Old is New Again. How, how much biz. did... Oh, I'm sorry. Yes. Uh, I stepped on your lines. <laughs> how much did he define... A superhero. I mean, has anyone really defined a superhero like Robert Downey Jr. did for Iron Man? The absolute perfect, perfect match. I hope it goes on forever. Obviously, the Avenger movies utilize his talents as well, and he is absolutely tremendous. We will see you next week. And talking about, is the hot dog still king?